0: Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft podcast, where fantasy champions are made. Welcome back to the Conquer Your Draft fantasy football podcast. I'm Josh, and with me as always is Mike. How you doing, Mike?
1: I'm doing great. It's uh, week one. It's finally here. I'm really looking forward to spending Sunday doing my best to ignore my phone and just watch some football.
0: Ignore me, you mean.
1: Yes, that's what I meant. That was that's what I was saying. Ignore yeah. my phone because I'll have my computer open with all the stats, the live stat, you know, as I track the games, the tracking, and then I'll, uh, you know, be watching several games throughout the day and my phone will be turned over onto its front so I can't I can't actually see the screen. I'll put the screen down so even if it lights up, I won't. Uh, I won't see whatever comments you try to levy at me.
0: There will be. There will be many. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's that's the
1: excitement of week one. We're here to go. I mean, again, we don't know the results from last night's season opener at the moment that we're um, recording this, but I'm I'm heading out to watch it tonight, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I this is part of it. The fantasy trash talk begins. We've already had some movement in our league. It's everything's gone out of uh, all chaotic here and uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Yep, this is uh, the Christmas day. This is the New Year's, whatever <laughs> you want to call it, of the uh, fantasy football season, so I'm excited too.
1: I still think it's Sunday. like t- today is kind of like Christmas Eve or like a few days before where the excitement's there and maybe you're like finally off school. But you're not quite there yet, because to me, Sunday is the thing, because there's multiple games on from one until midnight. And all you all you can do is sit there and watch football if that's what you're able to do and want to do. But tonight, it's kind of the little tease. We get a little bit of a tease of it with with or you know, when people listen to this. Yes, last night. And we get to see hopefully the Chiefs, you know, absolutely destroy the Lions. But we'll see. I think that might be a relatively close game. I know there's some injury updates that kind of affected that. So yeah, I'm sure it was a spirited affair last night and I'm glad we got a chance to finally open the season and we're back to talking football each week. It's going to change each week. We're not just doing previews anymore. (laughs) Everything's going to be changing every week because apparently everyone's going to be injured every week of uh, this season this year.
0: Yeah. Well, might as well use that to segue into the news. Um, everybody's hurt there's the news everybody's hurt that's the news <laughs> all your all yep. the
1: people you picked in the first two rounds they're they're hurt
0: <laughs> yep so playing tonight uh, like you said the chiefs so on tuesday travis kelsey hyperextended his knee at practice it's uncertain if he's gonna be playing tonight so by the time you listen to this you will know if he played or not i, I um,
1: i'm sure he won't because why would they risk him being hurt. Now, again, I could be wrong and people listening are like, we watched the game again. We're recording this before the game, but I, I would imagine he won't play because why risk him right now on a Thursday night of a season opener?
0: Yeah, it would make more sense to let him have this one off and then have the full week and a half to recover before week two. Uh, His ACL is intact, but there is inflammation in the knee. So the bone bruise, the inflammation, all that stuff, it just takes a bit of time to heal. Um, it's it's not a long-term injury. It's not something that should reoccur. It's a two- to three-week injury uh, at worst-case scenario. So I think, yeah, you let him rest this week. You, you could even have him back by week two, really. Absolutely Enjoy. back by week three.
1: Yes.
0: So I think that makes the most sense. Um, obviously, if you drafted Kelsey, you want to have a backup plan in place. Hopefully, you've already got that sorted out. Um, another... First round major injury. Cooper Cup has suffered a setback with his hamstring, and he's now considered day to day. He's in Minnesota visiting with a specialist. He's going to be out week one. Now, sorry, he's not. He's no longer considered day to day. He was day to day leading up until being ruled out for week one. With yeah, the possibility exactly. that he's now being, there's a possibility he's now going to be placed on the IR. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, and could you, you could see a scenario in drafting where someone had both Cooper Cup and Travis Kelsey. Like, that's possible. So that, that could have been someone's first two picks or up in that range. Like, they're, they're that caliber of player. So it's it's actually possible there's someone out there that has Cup and Kelsey.
0: Yeah, I'm, I think if you're in a small enough league, like maybe, maybe a 10 or an 8-person league, and uh, Cooper Cup fell a little bit because of those hamstring concerns, and uh, you got him in the second round or... Maybe you got him and Kelsey as like your last pick of the first round, first pick of the second round sort of a thing. Absolutely. In which case you're in big trouble Um, and good luck to you.
1: Yeah, that would be, that would be tough. But again, this is, these are two major players missing out on week one, potentially, and probably a little bit more like we might see Kelsey out in a second week. Definitely. It looks like we're definitely going to see cup out for a bit. And that's, I mean, to me, that's a major blow to, to the Rams as well. Um, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But I think, yeah, I think there's a possibility. There's a lot of f- people out there who have their fantasy teams that are looking for backup plans. And hopefully you can find them this week because, yeah, that's that's two major, major players.
0: Well, there's someone we're going to bring up in the start sits. That's actually a pretty good uh, pivot option because of those two pieces of news um, that Mike is going to talk about later. So,
1: And, and I have to say, my start and sits from last week also helped because I think Sky Moore could be a fantastic Cooper Cup replacement. Take a look at Sky Moore, everyone. There's like, <laughs> people just, watching this like Sky Moore had like one reception for 10 yards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my, my prediction is Sky Moore for the Chiefs could, could become uh, a bigger
0: impact player. Does that change with Kadarius Tony coming in?
1: Um, it changes for, I think, the short term, yes. Because I, I think, I think as we know, Mahomes is spreading out the options anyway. I think both Moore and Tony could potentially have a good game and could have had a good game last night because there there isn't Travis Kelsey to throw the ball to. Um, but I think in the long term, I think Sky Moore, I think he really is going to be someone who maybe kind of has a breakout year this year and then kind of moves up those charts moving forward. I think they want that for Tony, and I think he has all the talent, but it's, you know, can he execute it? I don't know.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, The Miami Dolphins placed running back Jeff Wilson Jr. on the IR, so Raheem Mostert should have the backfield relatively to himself for the first four weeks. Hopefully he doesn't become injured as well. He has a pretty lengthy injury history, unfortunately. Um. And Ravens tight end Mark Andrews missed six straight practices with an undisclosed injury. He's returned to practice now, and now it's officially being listed as a quad injury. So something to monitor. He he is back to practice, but a bit of a question mark there, especially when he missed that long. You know, six straight. That that's that that generates some concern. So
1: yeah, something definitely to, to keep an eye on because if that if that can linger, that type of thing can linger. Yeah, that could, that could smell a lot of trouble.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, The Vikings and TJ Hawkinson tight end agreed to terms on an extension that have made him the highest paid tight end in NFL history with a four-year, $68.5 million contract.
1: They like him more than you do.
0: They like him more than I do. You, Yeah, that is accurate. They are putting their money where their mouth is. And like, hey, maybe he will step up from last year. For me, it was just the the boom bust, you know, like it wasn't consistent enough for me to like him. That's just, that's my only issue outside of that. I, I think he's a great football player. Great, great for fantasy. Just not someone I want on my team because I want someone who is like consistently above average and has spike weeks, not below average and then spikes. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: The, again, like we've talked about and we'll continue to talk about, cause I don't think it's going to change the tight end position in the NFL especially last year, it was really tough to find those. Like you really only had two or three tight ends that you could point out and be like, well, that's consistent. They're, they're a must start. I think it's very tough to find otherwise. Now we might get more this year. We, there's a couple tight ends in good positions. And now, especially with Travis Kelsey um, being out and potentially being out for a little bit, you want to try to find other tight end possibilities. So you might have to take a risk here and there. But yeah, I mean, it's true. that That is his biggest downside. It's unfortunately shared by a lot of tight, end, tight ends in this league, unless your name is Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, maybe George Kittle. Not much else other than them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping for a resurgence in the Kyle Pitts area because he is on my team. <laughs> yes, we'll you, are see. Hoping,
1: you are hoping for Kyle Pitts, but uh, yeah. I don't know about that. I think he might have swung... A little bit too far on that one. But, hey, we'll see. It, okay. it, that's, that's what's exciting. It all starts now, and every week you're going to be watching Kyle Pitts, um, and I'm going to be watching my boy uh, Cordello Pat-Pat. Uh, so let's see what happens.
0: Let's see what happens. Um, the 49ers have announced that they intend to take Christian McCaffrey off the field more than the Panthers did in order to avoid injuries. So the smart play in terms of a football team and like the human, human side of it. Um, not the best news for fantasy. Cause you are going to no. see some, <laughs> a drawback in, uh, his opportunities, but I, even if he plays a little bit less than last year, now that he's on a, a much more improved offense and just his natural talent and the amount that they're still going to funnel the ball through him, I think he's still going to be fine.
1: You, you know, he'll still have a good year. He'll, he'll still make a big impact on your team. This just, to me, continues to, to lead more to the no running back draft strategy, which is essentially what I ended up doing this year was picking my running backs a lot later. And frankly, I'm kind of happy with that because I, I really do feel like starting running backs is a bit of a coin flip this year anyway, because a lot of them do have secondary players that they're going to be going like, oh, with a 1A, 1B kind of system. But McCafferty is still one of those where he he's the guy. He's gonna get the ball in all those situations. They're gonna he's gonna catch balls of the backfield, which is important, especially in PPR and half PPR leagues. He will make receptions as well. So I think he's still someone worthwhile on the team. But to me, if we were drafting after hearing this news, I would have bumped him down my list maybe two or three spots just in terms of the overall list. Not necessarily for running backs, but I might have been like, okay, now there's a few more receivers that I might be more interested in and maybe an additional quarterback that I'm going to pick over him. But again, he will have a great year. It's just another knock against those running backs who can't uh, can't seem to catch a break for fantasy. But again, these coaches don't care. <laughs> they don't care about our fantasy teams.
0: <laughs> Not at all. No. Uh, The NFL will not take action against Tyree Kill regarding the assault allegations laid against him earlier this summer. So, good news if you're a Tyree Kill manager, you don't have to worry about a potential suspension coming your way. And the 49ers and Nick Bosa agreed to a five-year, $170 million deal, making him the highest-paid pass rusher in the NFL. So, that was something we talked about before as a bit of a question mark with the 49ers defense. So, now we finally have an answer to that. Like a day before the season starts, but he should still be good to go for week one. You should have no issues if you drafted the 49ers to be using them. Um, James Robinson, our uh, perennial musical chair in the running back position, (laughs) has worked out with the Colts this week. And uh, the Colts are looking to employ a running back by committee approach with Jonathan Mm -hmm. Taylor absent. So it seems like they don't really have a guy that has stood out from the crowd. They're just going to see whoever has the hot hand and go week from week. So a bit of a guessing game there (laughs) in terms of fantasy. Uh, Unless, you know, week one or week two, somebody really establishes themselves and you can get them on the waiver wire. Otherwise, it could be a mixed bag for the first month at least, maybe even longer if Jonathan Taylor sits out past the first four games. So, a bit of a sketchy situation in terms of the backfield there. And finally, the Cardinals plan to start quarterback Josh Dobbs for week one. So, that's who will be throwing the ball for the Cardinals in what I'm assuming will be a loss to the Commanders.
1: I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Commanders enter this week with the best
0: like odds
1: when it comes to, you know, survivor pools and things like that. They have the best just because they're playing the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that at all. Um The Cardinals are gonna do terrible this year. Just absolutely terrible.
1: Their quarterback situation just complicates that so much more. I mean they already they don't have a great offense to begin with. Um, but the fact that they don't have Kyler Murray in there, their whole situation—like they're basically starting from scratch. Um, I know they have a couple first-round draft picks in the next draft, so they might just be saying, "Like whatever, let's just get through this season and start the rebuilding process." But uh, yeah, this is not this is not going to be good. It's not going to be great for them.
0: Nope, not at all. It's going to be painful to watch, and I'm sorry if you're a Cardinals fan.
1: Yeah, or or honestly, if you have a lot of Cardinals players which most people I'm sure stayed away from them but I really don't think they're going to be generating that much maybe they'll get some decent acts out of the running game like maybe you know Connor will will score the few touchdowns that they get but I don't I just don't see them moving down the field efficiently we'll see we'll see how they do against the commanders but the commanders you know they, they have a decent defense still their offense I don't really like that much either but I like it a lot more than I like the Cardinals so I think it's going to be an absolute blowout.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I wouldn't be surprised if it is our first blowout of the season. To be honest. Um. So before we get into our starts and sits, Mike and I have a, a special dream team draft that we're going to uh, that we're going to launch. And essentially, it's going to be we're each going to pick a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end. And we're going to ride with them for the entire season and see who's all star team comes out on top by the end of the season. Um, and before we jump into that, just real quick, just a reminder: if you have any fan questions for us, feel free reach out to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads X, all of the social media platforms. You can find us at Conquer Your Draft. You can go to conqueryourdraft.com. We have a, uh, a podcast page on there. You can fill out a form, reach out to us on there, or you can join our Patreon. You can go to Patreon slash Conqueror Draft or through our website. Become a Conqueror today. You get access to uh, our waiver wire suggestions, trade targets, extra start sit suggestions, and uh, it's not too late to get your your team your fantasy football roster analyzed by us. We can analyze your draft, tell you where you need to improve,
1: and don't forget uh, yeah. with the season starting this weekend. When you're following us on social media, we'll have some live reactions here and there to games. As we watch the games, we'll share some stuff in the stories, definitely, probably out on X as well, Um, just with something that we were doing at the end of the season last year, um, making comments, giving sort of live updates on who's, who's having kind of the best game. So if you're busy, if you can't watch as many games, you can always follow us on socials and we'll try to keep you updated on anything big that happens. Um, slightly skewed towards our players that we have on our teams
0: <laughs> yes definitely skewed towards players on our teams all right mike well let's get into our our dream team draft here so i got to the first pick yes through, I'm a, a,
1: through a number generation that i didn't see folks so yeah
0: so dying. this whole thing is in in, in <laughs> protest? Yeah, exactly. Well, unless I win at
1: the end, and then it's not. No, uh, I'm taking the Donald Trump approach, you know. It's only yeah. in protest if
0: I lose. Yes. All right, well, let me know how that works out for you. I will. <laughs> it's working out well for him, so.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> All right, well, I will take a wide receiver first, and I will take Justin Jefferson.
1: So you just think at the end of the day, he's the best wide receiver out there.
0: I think he'll have the best fantasy finish.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, again, that's what this is all about. What, who do we think has the best fantasy finish out of everything? Um, and again, I, I think that's a fine choice. Justin Jefferson, I think that's really, you know, that's a good choice. Um, I'm going to go with my first pick being a quarterback, and I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. Even though there's some injury concerns with Travis Kelsey, I don't think it matters. I've seen a lot of talk this week about the Travis Kelsey stuff. I think that's it's ridiculous to think that Mahomes will take a step back. He's proven he's the quarterback who can win regardless of who he has around him. Patrick Mahomes, I think, fantasy-wise, will be the number one quarterback.
0: See, the only thing that surprised me there was that you didn't take Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes.
1: Well... You know, Josh Allen, I think, will still hit you hard in the run. I'm a little concerned because I think that division's tighter mm-hmm. than, than it was. And I think the Bills will have to fight hard to come out of that division. I think I think they will win some games. I think they are still a really good team. I think they're still a playoff team. But I, I just like the matchups that Mahomes has a little bit better because the Bills are going to have to play the Jets, who have a great defense, the P- the Pats, which are Bill Belichick, uh, and the dolphins like two times each. So I think that's going to be really tough. Like that's going to be a tough road for them.
0: Yeah, okay. That's fair. I just I don't know. I thought maybe your your Bills loyalty would win out.
1: <laughs> no, uh no. I I'm I'm using my head cuz this year I got to start winning here. I've, I've even in drafts before gone with Bills loyalty. No more. I got to I got to win. So that's what I'm going. That's why I'm going for Patrick here
0: trying to beat you all right all right well i'm uh i'm gonna take your quarterback's compadre at tight end i will take travis kelsey even with think, being
1: potentially injured even yeah. with
0: that because i still think even if he misses two games he is still gonna score enough points that he will at worst he will be tight end two yeah. maybe tight end three if something really goes off the rails I still think he finishes extremely high, even minus two games.
1: Oh, that's a, that's a tough, that's, it. yeah, I mean, th- probably. Hopefully it doesn't like, you know, hopefully it doesn't flare up. Like, I, I don't, what I want, don't want to see happen is Travis Kelsey suddenly gets hurt because this was mismanaged. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I hope they give him the rest now and then he can play for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and I think they know that he's an integral part of the team and they're, they, Like, what's one week versus a Super Bowl run, right? Like, Yeah.
1: Um, Okay, I'm going to pick with my second pick. I'm going to go running back. And despite the news we just gave, I'm going to go with Christian McCafferty from San Francisco. I still think he will finish as a top running back, if not the top running back. Um, This year in fantasy, because of his multi-uses, even with him being taken out of certain situations, they'll bring him in, he'll score a couple touchdowns, he might not play a lot of fourth quarters this year, but he's part of a, a, I think, a very solid offense that he will be a major focus point around, and he's one of the only running backs in sort of the top, I'd go as far to say the top 10, that doesn't have a but beside his name in terms of, well, you know, he's really good, but... He just went through this massive uh, issue with his contract and might be playing angry or might want to leave if he's even slightly hurt. Um, I think that Christian McCafferty is still the number one running back, and I think he will finish number one, so that's why he's my second pick.
0: All right. Well, I will take a running back as well, and I will go with Austin Eckler because I think that his – well, aside from his natural talent and – a reinvigorated offense coming in with Kellen Moore. I think the fact that he is playing in a contract year, he wants to prove that he is worth uh, the giant payday that he believes all running backs should be a part of, and I think he wants to really set the tone this year too. So that next offseason when he is getting a contract, probably not with the Chargers, probably with somebody else, um, he can really kind of reset the, uh, the running back market and show what their value is. So I think he's going to be playing hard and combine all of that with his natural talent and his pass catching ability. I think he could very easily finish the RB one this year.
1: I I'm concerned about him, but you know, uh, I guess if he's going to be that good, he won't be traded two times in our league this year. Like he was last year or three times. I think he was
0: was traded three times. Uh, before he ended with me, yeah, yep. he's traded three you times. Third. Before he ended it with me. Yeah, but yeah, you, you go. and I both had him at one point. But. We did. Yes, we did. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, with my third pick, I'm going wide receiver. I'm I it, in fantasy. It looks like I'm going to ride and die with Jamar Chase. So that's who I'm. Uh, that's why I'm picking. I think over Cooper Cup with this injury. I think that puts him back. Stephon Diggs. I think again, same thing with Josh Allen. I Think the Bills are just in tough. Where I think they might play, have to play some really tough, smart football that might take away from some of those offensive numbers. So I'm going to go with Jamar Chase out of Cincinnati. I think the Bengals are an up-and-coming, high-powered offense. Um, And I think regardless of what happens sort of around the rest of their team, Joe Burrow to Chase to Higgins, it's going to be a lot of uh, connections uh, throughout the year. So I'm going Jamar Chase um, as my number one wide receiver, third overall pick.
0: Yeah, that... That's why I went with wide receiver first, because I wanted Justin Jefferson, because then yes. after him, it, it became kind of more of like a question mark. It was like, well, do I want Jamar Chase? Do I want uh, Tyreek Hill?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like Cooper Cup, like, is he going to be good enough if he only misses four games? You yeah. know, could he Jefferson, still finish this?
1: Jefferson was going to be my number one pick, too. <laughs> like, if I yeah. was allowed to go first. Oh, yeah. Like, if I was going to go first, I would have picked Jefferson. But, but you got first, so you picked Jefferson, so I switched to to quarterback, but I'm, I'm with you on that. I think Jefferson right now has put himself on a different level because there's less question marks around him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, well, so if Cooper cup was healthy, I, I think it would be a fair argument to say which one of those two would finish first. But now that he's possibly missing up to four games, he's easily out of the top three. Um, Jamire chase, he's got the competition with Higgins and he's had a bit of an issue staying on the field. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill the, sh- the other shoe could drop at literally any point during the season with uh, yeah. Tua um, Diggs you already mentioned AJ Brown has Devonta Smith for competition yeah. so Justin Jefferson just has the best pure fantasy situation yeah. I think
1: and, and I really think there's a lot of other people not us out there that are sleeping on the Vikings this year thinking they're, they're going to take a massive step back um, and I think that again the Jefferson connection even with Kirk Cousins things that he can do in terms of getting yak yards he's he's fantastic so i actually i really do agree with that pick and then from there it's a question mark i just think for me jamar chase on that up-and-coming team bound to have a breakout year this would make sense to be the breakout year for him just in terms of how long he's been in the league so i'm kind of put hedging my bets that he'll have a bit of a better year than hill and Diggs and cooper cup
0: yeah completely understandable absolutely I think I would lean him over Hill just because of that um, like question mark surrounding Tua. Like I don't really have a question yeah. mark around Hill, but it's more yeah. around Tua. So I, th- I think I would have gone Jamar Chase if the roles were reversed and I had to pick second. Um, so that leaves me with just a quarterback left to pick. And I'm going to ride or die with my boy Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I'm going to take his rushing upside. They just went to the Super Bowl. They have an extremely potent offense. And we, we saw he can get it done by throwing, he runs a lot, and within the five yards, they like to let him be the guy who does the goal line carries, so I'm going to ride and die with him, I think he has a shot, if he, if he plays all 17 games, because last season he did miss a couple, and the <laughs> frustrating part last year was that they were so far ahead by halftime that a lot of the times he just didn't, he never played for four quarters. He yeah. he was out at, by the midway point or end of the yes. third quarter because they had such a huge lead. So yeah. hopefully that's not the case. Uh, we can still see him putting some points up into the fourth quarter. And I think he has a shot at being a Q- RB- or QB1 this year.
1: With my pick, the final pick, my fourth pick, my tight end, um, I'm, I'm going Mark Andrews. I think after Travis Kelsey, it, right now he's the next best one until you start dropping down the list with a lot of question marks around everybody else. Like we've just talked about, like we talked about the tight ends just on this show, um, this episode. And and before I think that Mark Andrews is kind of the next one to Travis Kelsey. So I'm going to take him uh, as my tight end and hope that uh, some of the other areas on my team will be able to compete um, with, with your team. Because I do think it will probably be Kelsey one and Andrews two, but hopefully that gap's not too big. So I can make up the room in other areas.
0: I don't think it'll be too big. I think it'll be pretty close especially if Andrew or if Kelsey misses two weeks. Um, for me it, the only concern would be that injury with a Mark Andrews has if that becomes a, a lingering yeah. thing. you know what I mean
1: Yeah, hopefully it doesn't like I'm hoping he's healthy. I mean having fantasy too but I am kind of hedging my bets that he is healthy and it's not going to linger with him because I, I feel like the Ravens could have a bounce back year. I like the changes they've made on offense. They brought in some exciting players to give Lamar Jackson at least like something to work with. He, if he's healthy um, and Andrews is healthy, I think they're, they're, you know, back to being challenging for that division title and definitely at least being a playoff team.
0: Oh yeah. I'm 100%. Yeah. Especially if, you uh, if Lamar Jackson is throwing the ball a lot more, then well, that was I, I the plan.
1: Think... <laughs> that's supposed to be the plan, but
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, like Andrews is the number one guy. So if Lamar Jackson, if they actually do let him throw it or make him throw it more and have less designed runs, I think that Andrews could easily go back to being a tight end one. Definitely, because um, I think it was, what two years ago he was tight end one. Him yeah. and Kelsey created. Yeah, yeah, so I could easily see that happening again. But unfortunately, yeah, that all, I guess, depends on how accurate that throwing versus running thing is.
1: Yeah, and the injury, right? I mean, I had yep. considered going George Kittle, but I was I wanted to be strategic and pick some, like I've already got McCafferty, so I don't want to pick two players from the same team, be a little bit more yeah, strategic yeah. and spread, spread it around because we only have four picks. But yeah, that's why I'm thinking Mark Andrews. Hopefully the injury isn't, you know, something that lingers all season, and then yeah, he can get back to form and be right there with Kelsey.
0: All right, well, we'll track that throughout the season and see how see how we do. Let's get into our week one starts and sits. So, like I mentioned before, uh, if you want additional start sit options, you can uh, join our Patreon. They'll be available on our Discord. Uh, so for now, you'll get one start at each position from both Mike and I. Same thing with a sit. And then on the Discord, we'll put an additional start and sits for each position as well.
1: And as another added bonus, we're going to keep track of how our players do each week for starts and sits and add it to the scoring that of the players we just picked. So Josh and I just picked four players. That's our core players that we think will do well. We're adding those starts and sits scores. So it gives us a little bit of added uh, reason to do a little bit of extra research. Make sure we're giving you good advice, because it's going to impact us. And believe me, we take this very seriously.
0: Yeah, Mike, Mike is just tired of losing to me, so he needs whatever win he can get. You make it seem
1: like that's all I do is lose to you, which is not true. In the regular season, both years that you won the championship, I beat you.
0: That is true. So, and then you know, I learned your team's tactics and strategies. Oh, whatever, learn the and... tactics. <laughs> listen to this guy. <laughs> and uh came back when it counts. All right, let's get, Just our get to your starts, starts sits. and sits yeah. here.
1: Let's move on from this, or I'm gonna yell at
0: you. <laughs> let's start with quarterbacks. So my start for week one at quarterback is good old Kirk Cousins.
1: Good old Kirk. Because he's not playing primetime, right?
0: He is not playing <laughs> prime time. He is playing at uh, well, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon for, go. for those of you on the East Coast times. Um, playing against the, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think he is going to have a great time throwing all over them, getting some points to Jeff Justin Jefferson. Um, we'll get a good look at how that offense runs. I just think that's a pretty easy layup for week one, especially if you're streaming quarterbacks. I think you're hard-pressed to find a better... Uh, matchup at this point
1: i think it's a good matchup it definitely is um my start anthony richardson quarterback for the colts now this might seem like it's a little bit like well why would you you know a a rookie kind of shy away from him but listen he's playing the jaguars who, who do you know understandably have like a relatively decent defense but last year here's my research josh last year they gave up i think the third most rushing yards to a quarterback in during the season, and Anthony Richardson can hurt you with his legs. And I think what will happen here is that he, what he'll sort of maybe, maybe he has a difficult time throwing the ball here and there. He's going to make up for it in the running game. I do think that the Colts are going to shock some teams. You know, they got a bad running back situation, but they got this young quarterback. People won't be expecting them to be and They'll expect them to be a bit of an easy target. Is week one, and sometimes we see young players right off the bat, get really hot and then drop off. So I, I don't think he's necessarily like, oh, you know, you have other great quarterbacks. You, you sit one of them for him. No, but if you're torn and you're sitting in a situation where you've got a couple quarterbacks that you're unsure about, I think Richardson can go in there and have a good first week for you.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's buoyed by the fact that they're doing this RB by committee approach too because like a big part of richardson's upside is his rushing ability and so i think we might get to see a little bit of extra dose of that over the course of the first month while uh the running back room kind of gets sorted out and uh i i think that they're going to need to do something to get some points going get the offense going and i think that's going to come down to richardson running it so yeah easy way like, like we've said in the past uh a rushing quarterback is the the surefire way to, to win your week. If you get him rushing in for a touchdown, uh, even like eight or nine carries, that can be a huge difference in the final score on the week. So,
1: Yeah, and that's really where I think he's going to hurt them. It's not through the air. It's through the ground. That's where it's going to get you some points. So that's why I, I make him a, a, a start. If he was not so much of a good running quarterback, I, I wouldn't be saying this but i think he can he can really make an impact he will be able to cause own number especially in the red zone especially as you know that entire running back situation is absolutely ridiculous so he's i think he's going to be able to trust himself do a couple different things he'll get you some points
0: absolutely so let's move on to our sits at quarterback my sit for week 1 is steelers quarterback kenny pickett and a big part of that is just because of their matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. That's a so, tough
1: one for, for week one for him.
0: Yep, that is a tough one. And we just broke the news uh, that Nick Bosa is uh, got his contract situation sorted out. He's expected to be there. That is a huge difference in terms of going in there as a quarterback with and without him. So I think that's just a tall task. I think Kenny Pickett will be fine on the season. This is just a terrible matchup week one and not how you want to start off your fantasy season. So I would roll with someone else for this week.
1: My sit, Matthew Stafford uh, from the Rams. Obviously, with Cooper Cup's uh, news, that's that's one of the big reasons. Like, that's that's a huge piece of this. I don't think the Rams are anything like they were before. I don't think they have there they can hit you at multiple levels like they used to. You know, Cup was good, and they had Woods at the time. They had a couple other pieces, but like it was always, oh yeah, Cup's going to hurt you a few times, but then they're going to throw the ball to a couple other people. It's going to be like a really widespread offense. I honestly think that they're just going to have a real difficult time here. You might see a few players um, get some points here and there, but I really don't think Stafford himself is going to have an amazing game. They're going to still score touchdowns. They're still going to play hard. But with Cooper Cup out, that's a big part of what gets Stafford um, big, big yards, which gets him points in fantasy. Yak yards from his players. So I don't think they're going to be able to do as much there. I think he's maybe got one or two targets that he'll focus on in the game. And I don't think you're going to see much out of Stafford. So I think that he's too risky to put in, especially with a uh, cup being injured in the bad season they had last year.
0: Makes sense to me. Let's move on to our running backs. So Mike, why don't you go ahead with your start?
1: My start at running back is James Cook. Um, young running back at a Buffalo. I think that, uh, you know, the, the young, Corners that the Jets have It makes them difficult sometimes to pass Against their very young and Good defense so I think the Bills are going to be forced To use their running game as much as possible I think they're going to give Cook more opportunities Than they're going to give Harris He is younger he wants to prove himself I think he's a he's a nice surprise Flex start I'm not suggesting He should be RB one or two But as a flex option I think he can do Well for you in this first Week against the Jets Monday night big high pressure game if the you know if the passing game stalls at all they're going to give cook an opportunity to to get the ball so i think james cook is somebody that i would consider starting this week
0: yeah i'm kind of interested to see what his usage is um especially with damian harris there and well how we've talked about with buffalo's tendency to not use a running back so i'm very interested to see what he looks like come uh come the end of the game, you know, like what the yeah. snap counts were for both of them.
1: Yeah. I, I kind of say, you know, at the beginning, this is a start, but I feel like I will never ever suggest starting another Bills running back for the rest of the season, because I think as the season goes on, they just move further and further away from their running game. But at the beginning of the season, they often try to do a little bit more of a balance. So I think that you will see them try more things at least this first year um, and this first week, I mean, so hopefully, that yields something, which is why I'm kind of saying, well, give him the opportunity because really, I think they're going to favor him over Harris. We'll see what happens come kind of in this first week.
0: Fair enough. My running back start for this week is Washington Commanders running back, Brian Robinson. And there's a bit of a question mark there in regards to his snap count usage between him and Antonio Gibson. But I think both of them really could be start started this week. Because of the matchup, they're going up against the Arizona Cardinals, who are either bottom of the list or the absolute worst-ranked defense, um, pretty much consistently across uh, uh, analysts. So it's just a, a great matchup to have a running back go up against. You know that you want those matchups for your running backs. You want the team that has a terrible defense that your team's going to get a lead on, and then they're going to just be looking to kill the clock. You want to target those as best you can. Brian Robinson did okay last year, all things considered. Certainly not what uh, we expected him to be um, preseason before uh, the shooting happened that uh, took him out for, I think it was a couple of of months or a month and a half. I can't remember exactly how long he was out. Um, Obviously, that kind of dialed it back, but he still did fine. And I think that they're going to lean on him as the ground and pound and then use Antonio Gibson in more of the passing situations. Both of them, I think, are going to have great value against a terrible, terrible Cardinals defense.
1: This is the week that it's going to make everyone think the Commanders are better than they are. But we have to remember they're playing the Cardinals. But this is the week. If you have Commander players, this is the week to start them on offense. Because, like... I don't think I don't think the Cardinals are going to do anything. <laughs> like, I really don't think it's going to be a good year for them.
0: No, it's going to be pretty bad. Absolutely. Let's move on to our sits. So my sit for this week at running back is actually a two two parter. It's both Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook this week, um, and the reasoning for that is because it's not really still defined yet who's going to be the lead back this week. I think they're both going to play. I think that is the expectation. But we have no idea what their snap counts are going to look like. And they're going up against a very tough Bills defense. We don't know that both of them are really 100%. They're both coming off their respective injuries. I think it's very possible that they're both quite limited this first week. Especially if they end up getting behind. I think that maybe they'll keep them out. So I think it's just really risky in a very tough matchup to play either of them in week one. Yeah,
1: that, that Bill's jets game. I think it's tough all around for, for both offenses, just because I think it's going, it is going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be hard for both teams to move the ball at the beginning of it, but then as things open up, I'm wondering what will happen. And Dalvin cook is someone that I'm really curious about because he did very well as games went on. I had him last year, he would always start off a little bit slow and then suddenly he's got two touchdowns. So, you know, is Dalvin Cook going to be a go-to in the red zone for the Jets again, for the Jets this year or not? And if he isn't and they're splitting things up and they don't really know what they're doing, then then it could be absolute chaos. They got to get to the red zone first. But that's the only thing that I'm looking at with them is it's, it's an interesting sit for this week. But moving forward, I'm looking at them be like, well, if they use Dalvin Cook the way that the Vikings did, he can get he can be explosive in his running and he can get you those hard yards um and you can throw to him into the backfield, which is something that they should do with Rogers. But again, who knows? I don't know what they, they know they're doing now. They're the, the mannequin that is uh Aaron Rodgers. Uh we don't know what he's going to be this year. So yeah, it's it's a it's a risk. So it makes sense why
0: you would say sit them to start it off. Yeah, just for this week.
1: Um my sit. Rashad White from the Bucks. I think the Buccaneers are going to be in tough this week. I think there might be a, a thought for people like, well, play White because you really don't know what's going on with Baker Mayfield and if that's going to work out. So they'll probably run the ball as much as they can. Sure, I understand that mentality. I think it's a trap to start him, though. I just think they're going to be in too tough this week. I don't think he, he's going to get the points that you think you are for a, one, a running back 1-2 to put him in. I think he's better on the bench. And If you have any other options at all, you should use them this week because I just don't think the Bucs are going to have much to go with them offensively this week. Moving forward, it's a big question mark. That team, I just don't think, for all the weapons they have, the quarterback makes the big difference. I think Baker Mayfield, his career is just It's done. I don't think he can restart it here. So that's why I'm saying keep White on the bench.
0: Fair enough. Let's move on to our wide receivers. My start this week for the Washington Commanders, Jahan Dotson. Um, With what's going on with Terry McLaurin's toe and just the, the matchup, I think Jahan Dotson is going to have a field day against the Cardinals defense. I think he's going to be Sam Howell's top target. And I think we're going to see him kind of pick up where he left off before uh, he missed some time last year. So he's my start at wide receiver for this week.
1: This is the week. Play those commanders.
0: Exactly. (laughs) This is the
1: week to do it. Um, My start this week, wide receiver is Calvin Ridley from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this might be one of the only weeks that I'm going to say start Calvin Ridley. There's a lot of questions around him. He impressed some people with some viral footage of him running routes. Uh, he looked, He was a top-end wide receiver for such a long time. We don't 100% know what to expect for him coming off missing a year. One of the things I'm going to say, this is going to be a week where they'll they'll go to him, they'll try him out first week early on in the season, and then I think you might see his work start to decline a bit, whether it's coverage from other teams, really paying attention to him, and then my boy Christian Kirk will take over. But I think week one, beginning of the year at least, you can give Calvin Ridley a shot, play him this week, see how he does with Lawrence. Because if they have got chemistry at all, he could be an explosive player this year. I just think he's going to be a sh- one of those short-lived successes. Where he has three or four weeks at the top, and then you just see this constant decline throughout the rest of the season. So early on, start Calvin Ridley.
0: All right, and let's move on to our sits. So, Mike, who's your wide receiver sit?
1: Michael Pittman Jr. Now, you gave me some sass when I gave you this list, saying like, oh, you start the quarterback, but not the receiver. Interesting. That's my impression of you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's because he he will not be the number one target for Richardson. I think Richardson is going to hurt you with his legs, not necessarily through the air. And I think that a young quarterback, you're going to see him try to go to different people. They're going to call a bunch of different plays this week. I think Michael Pittman Jr. is, again, one of those trap picks. I just don't see him having a successful week. I don't think the receivers are anything really to write home about yet this season. Someone might emerge They might have some young players who emerge out of this lineup. But I think Michael Pittman Jr. is not going to have a great first week.
0: All right, fair enough. Uh, My sit for this week is the entire Giants wide receiver core. Don't oh my, it don't don't start. Wide receiver yeah, don't start a Giants wide receiver if you have one. Not you, worth it. I don't
1: think you should be able to pick everybody. Well, <laughs> well they don't like, have. They don't have a.
0: They don't have like a wide receiver one listed, which is part of the problem. We don't know who's going to be the guy. If if we knew that already, that guy would be the the sit here. Um, so don't take a, a shot on any of them. You know. Um, just leave them on your bench if if you even have one and just see how the chips fall this is a terrible matchup against a very tough um Dallas Cowboys defense and you're going to get to see how prolifically targeted Darren Waller is so if you have if you took any of them in your draft as a bit of like a, a gamble or a swing for the fences just don't sit start them this week keep them on your bench it's not worth it cuz there's a good chance you could end up with one point
1: I, I mean I agree with you. I don't disagree. Like I think I think this team is built to hurt you on the ground, and Darren Waller is set up to emerge and climb those tight end rankings and become, you know, a, a, a big tight end that everybody wants because he's big targeted. And Daniel Jones will also hurt you with his own legs. But I just think um I I think you could, you know as the season progresses, we're gonna force you to, to name names here. That's the second pick. That you've named multiple people, which is an interesting uh, interesting scenario here. So I get what you're saying, and I, I don't disagree with you. I just think that, once again, Shady Josh brings out shadiness.
0: I'm just saying, if we knew who the number one guy was, I would pick him. But there is no defined number one guy. Who's,
1: who's the number one on the depth chart right now? Have they even like released that, or are we still not certain? I know because they don't play uh till sunday so sometimes they don't i mean i know we know the 53 men roster but i don't know if we know who kind of is on that depth chart
0: um their top three listed wide receivers right now are isaiah hodgins darius slayton and paris campbell yeah and so, uh no yeah idea. who who would be the number one out of that i have no
1: idea. i don't i have no idea nobody like that don't don't
0: start any of them okay no, just no, leave them all Just, don't
1: just put them on. If, if you have all three of those receivers for some reason
0: you did something don't, wrong you don't don't be on. ashamed of yourself
1: i would be i would be interested to see who emerges like i know hodgson's younger might might be able to emerge there but you're right like dallas they're too strong of a defense to to sort of worry about them someone's going to have to catch the ball but between the three of those i don't know who you would technically guess but yeah you're right why would you have all of them i don't know
0: yeah all right let's get into our tight ends so my start for the week is evan ingram riding high on that uh connection with trevor lawrence they've got a good matchup against the colts i expect them to win that game and uh we'll see how that connection with Calvin Ridley impacts Engram's target share. I I think he'll still be pretty heavily involved, especially in the red zone. And uh, just with all the news that's going on with the tight ends, you know, Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, all dealing with injuries. He's kind of in that second or third tier of tight ends where he might be the best option to go with, or the only option to go with, depending on how you drafted your team. So I I would roll him out this week.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, that's fair, and I I personally think the Jaguars are going to have a good first week offensively. So um, it's I think it's a good pick. I think it, that'll work. Um, my my pick to start is Tyler Higby. Oh, Tyler Higby. Yeah, I think if there's one person on that Rams team that will benefit from from no, no Cooper Cup. It could be Tyler Higby. I think he he performed decent last year as a tight end. Definitely inconsistent, but with Cup out, Stafford's going to have really one place to go that he can trust with an experienced player. That's Tyler Higby. I still think Stafford will have a great game statistically himself, but Tyler Higby might have the only touchdown close to 100 yards. He'll get all the receptions, certainly on you know third down opportunities, which there'll be a lot. He will be the go-to uh, tight end there. So I think if there's a week to be somewhat happy with a tight end decision when you don't have one of the like top three or four guys, Tyler Higby, you should be able to feel confident starting this week.
0: I 100% agree with you. He was someone I had slotted in to be a a start. Um, you, uh, You claimed him before me. So it is what it is, but I 100% agree with everything you say, especially with Cup being out. I think he absolutely is going to be the top target receiver.
1: Well, you know for... who my number two tight end was for
0: his starts? Evan Ingram. Who's that? Look at that. Look <laughs> at... So we funny. are on the same page with tight ends.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about some tight ends we don't want to play. And mine is another Tyler, Tyler Conklin. I think we have no idea what his role is going to be in this Jets offense. We have no idea if he's going to be heavily targeted or barely targeted. And a week one matchup against the Bills is not really the time that you want to roll him out and try to find out. I think with this, the way the Jets' offense is right now, I think it's going to be good. But we don't know who the main, who the main players are going to be in terms of target share until after this week, maybe after two weeks. We kind of see how everything's being divided up between all the... Because they have a lot of talent. That's the problem. And so there's only so many pieces of that pie. And I think Tyler Conklin is at the bottom of that list.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate for him that they, they have all these sort of younger receivers and added all these pieces because he's the one who's going to take the hit there. And I think that that's, that's a wise pick just because you just don't know how he's going to fit in. You don't know at all. Nope, not at all. All right. all right. End things off with my sit. This one's just for you, Josh. Any opportunity I have to sit this man, I'm going to do it. Kyle Perfect. Pitts. Uh, he's my sit this week. I understand with them playing the Panthers, you might think, well, Panthers have a young team. Falcons have a young team. Maybe those offenses will you know, hit each other here. Listen, I think Kyle Pitts has all the talent in the world, had an awful year last year. I just do not think this team can go anywhere with these quarterbacks. I really don't think they have a quarterback worth anything. I think the Falcons are doomed, even with their offensive talent, to be a team that runs the ball quite a bit. But then eventually, you know, runs out of space for, for Bijan and uh, Kyle Pitts and Drake London and all their other offensive players are going to suffer because they just don't have a quarterback to get it done. So I think the Carolina Panthers, I think this game's going to be close. I think the Panthers actually end up winning this game. And I think that they have enough talent and enough young pieces on the defense to cause some problems for Kyle Pitts. I know he needs to bounce back, but I think he's a sit until he proves otherwise. Everyone, everyone on the Falcons for me, except for Bijan, is a sit.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. Obviously, I'm hoping that doesn't pan out for uh, yep. my own fantasy <laughs> well, teams. Because you drafted him safe. so high, yeah. so early. You drafted Kyle Pitts. <laughs> he was like my fifth pick. That's not that's, that that's, that's
1: way too early for Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is oh. someone you're happy that drops to like the eighth round or something. And then you're like, oh, wow, Kyle Pitts is still here. I'll take a gamble.
0: Okay. I don't think Kyle Pitts ever fell to the eighth round. All right, Mike, I have a surprise for you. Okay. All right. This is going to be completely unprompted because I did not want to let you have any time to research this. I want you to name your defensive pick of the week. Like, What defense is going to have the best fantasy finish in week one? In week one? Yeah. The Washington Commanders. The Washington Commanders defense yeah. is going to finish number one.
1: Yes, because they're playing a team that doesn't have an offense. <laughs> in, <laughs> that makes it card- pretty easy, listen, I guess. Yeah. yeah, like listen, like I I go for a team like Philadelphia or one of the other top defense, but this is the week where where I think the Cardinals have nothing. Like they they have nothing. Who who? What's what's that team going to do this week? I really think nothing. I almost want to watch this game because I just know it's going to be a disaster and I want to see it. So I honestly think the Washington Commanders defense, if you have them, you should be starting them and they will finish the tops this week.
0: All right. There you go. That is Mike's week one defensive pick of the week. Let's see how he does.
1: <laughs> I think I think it's a solid pick considering the Cardinals look like absolute trash. Now, For all we know, Dobbs pulls a Cooper Rush. And suddenly the team just works. But I just don't think the team around him is that talented. So considering some of the other top defensive matchups we have this week, you know, the Bills having to take on a, a new New York Jets team and that type of thing, I, I'm leaning towards the Commanders. I, I really do think they'll shut down what little offense the Cardinal has. I don't think there's a team in this league that's in his worse shape right now as, as the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, there you have it, everyone. Welcome back to the start of the, uh, welcome back to the fantasy football season. Welcome back to the start of the NFL. It's a great time. Enjoy it. And hopefully tonight's game doesn't disappoint. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Stay safe.